Hello. Hey. My name is Alex. And I'm Val. And we're here to talk about Sopranos, as yep. per usual. Yep, season just, five, episode ten. Just watched Cold Cuts, and we're here to talk about it. We are. And it's an interesting episode. Actually, I was saying just as on our way to here, um, for the first half, there was something that just like was not really holding together for the episode for me, in that it just seemed like there was this kind of theme throughout the episode of anger management, of dealing with your issues, of how the Sopranos in particular kind of react to, as that psychologist says, perceived inconsiderations, frustrations, or inconveniences. Um, and the episode is kind of examining the impact it has on Janice and the impact it has on Tony. And Tony, even though he's upset about Janice's behavior, gets set off many times in this episode. Mm-hmm. He gets set off, I mean, so many examples. Carmela at the pool after she drains it. We have him hitting the pool cue, saying motherfucker, after he finds out about... Um, what does he find out about there? Uh, I forget. Johnny. About the Vespas, I guess. Right, that's right. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, because I wrote down Johnny. Johnny. My writing, I had a very dull pencil, so my writing is even more illegible than oh, normal. Great. Which is really something. Um, but yeah, with Johnny Sack uh, take tax, taking this Vespa shipment... We have later on with Georgie, of course, really freaking out and actually really putting him in the hospital, Georgie. really yeah. hurting him and actually destroying his relationship with him. Yeah. To the point where Georgie doesn't want to see him. And then, of course, at the end, it's interesting because the way that it evolves for Janice is that she's actually doing better in a way. I mean, it's hard to tell because, I mean, Joni, Tony, Joni, Tony eventually does make her snap and makes her revert to her angry behavior. But we get the feeling that she is doing better. She's internalizing some lessons from anger management. Who knows if it would last. Janice is not the most solid character. But in the end, it's interesting because Tony continues through the episode. He deals with his anger with Melfi. He sees it with Janice. Janice brings up that it's an issue for the business. Tony recognizes that. And yet he keeps on acting in angry ways. And that is his reaction to all these inconveniences he has in his life. Yeah, I don't think it's just reactions to inconveniences that they have. Like, I think they actually, especially in that last scene, but you kind of see it in other places, like with the Georgie thing as well. Um, Their reactions to, like, other people's joy or other people's um, kind of ease, maybe, that we have there. Like... Georgie was just commenting on, you know, I want to, like, break that down a little more even. like Make sure you live every day. Seems like an extreme reaction. Yeah, you know. um, And then, of course, that scene with Janice, which I'm sure we'll go into more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I don't know. For me... I didn't have that same reaction with the beginning of the episode. Mm. It kind of... I don't know. I, I kind of see it as broken down into these, like, mini storylines and there is kind of this theme that goes throughout also of like the you know these um we do see a lot of water we see you know this a lack of water in the pool a lack of water in the pool so i want to talk about that but we also see like the guys go to this place where i mean by the guys i mean tony and tony and chris go to this place that they used to go to as kids Mm -hmm. up to the farm uncle pat's farm yeah 
and kind of have these experiences here. So it makes me think a lot about, especially for Tony, um, kind of where his psyche is at. And we see him walk away from that last scene wearing all black mm-hmm. in this, like, he's, like, made a choice there Yeah. in this Definitely. episode. And so I don't know what it is kind of about the journey that he's gone on through this episode that kind of took him there. But for me, there is something about kind of seeing, like, losing the water in the pool, mm-hmm. going out to the country, coming back. He did, like, when he first kind of was speaking to Janice about her anger, right? You could see, like, he was kind of torn by it in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, he was kind of, like, rolling his eyes at her in some, you know, because she is Janice and ridiculous. But he was also very, like, sad, like, thinking, yeah. I don't know, I kind of saw it as, like, totally. thinking to himself, like, he could never be like that. Right. Like, and I think that's also his reaction to Georgie. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what I kind of mean about the right. joy or the ease Definitely. or something like that. Um, like, kind of going back to even that happy wanderer mm-hmm. kind yeah. of um, imagery that he talked about back in season two ago, or something. Yeah. And... Like, just kind of seeing who he could never be. Right. Totally. But there's something about the water draining from the pool, too. Well, I don't know. We've been talking about him in the pool. So this is actually, going back to, like, for the first half, I was feeling like they had this kind of theme that was running through, but I wasn't sure what the intention was. But as it gets to the end, I actually think it's a very impactful episode. I actually Mm -hmm. really loved it. And what's really interesting is everything that you're saying for me, leads to a point where Tony makes a decision and he makes a decision to basically actively cause misery. Mm-hmm. Like, as he gets there, Bobby's happy when he sees Tony. Uh, Janice really does seem to be doing better. It is this house that has dealt with this major issue of conflict to the point where Janice and Bobby may have had to deal with a separation, which is something that Tony has had to be living through. Um, but Tony makes this decision to say, I wonder what Harpo was doing. I wonder where he's eating his Sunday dinner. I wonder what is French Canadian for. I grew up without a mother. And at the end of the episode, we have Janice crying. We have Bobby having to console her. Tony walking out. And now he's happy. So for me, this is actually a pretty huge development for Tony as a character. Because as shitty of a person as Tony has been, he hasn't actively chosen to cause misery for other people yeah, to this point. We also see it in the scenes with Chris. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so... And I think that it that is becomes a theme that evolves throughout the episode because we have Tony Blundetto too. He's kind of fucking with Tony. He's fucking with Chris. Um, you have this dynamic of the two Tonys and them kind of being above Christopher. And then Christopher feels like he needs to lash out on Tony Blundetto. And he deals with his issues differently. Like, Chris doesn't deal really with rage. That's not what's comfortable for him. And actually, as he's driving on the way home, he's crying. Yeah. So he has feelings that manifest themselves in a different way. Yeah. Well, it's just that we, yeah, we see these two characters. We see Janice and we see Chris crying in this episode. Yeah. Right? Which I think was really yeah. relating the two of them together. Yeah. And I, I think it's relevant because as we go into the last part of The Sopranos, I think that Tony becomes a less redeemable character. Mm-hmm. He becomes more of a person who embraces his shittiness mm-hmm. and, and this kind of like, hellish figure that mm. he is and I think that it actually is kind of a major moment that he does that and walks out happy that that actually brings him joy because that's all he has that's who he is 
I mean, at the end of the day, he is somebody who basically just causes misery and violence and and yeah. horrible things for the people around him. And I think that there's something else in this episode too, just in terms of people's power dynamics. So I think kind of what you were talking about, like Tony picking up on other people's happiness. There's also moments where he's picking up on a lack of control or a lack of power over people, uh, particularly in the first scene where he gets really angry with Carmela draining the pool. We were talking, I think, in the last episode about the symbolism of water and how that's kind of Tony's domain, throwing Carmela into the water, which is somewhere where he always exists, kind of having another sexual interaction with Carmela in the pool. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of examples. But the fact that Carmela chooses to drain the pool is a kind of power imbalance where Carmela's actually exercising power over Tony, and I think that makes him feel really uncomfortable. And the only way that he knows how to react is with rage and with anger. And that's kind of all he has. It's the same thing like with Johnny Sack. Like he's out of control. Johnny Sack is exercising power over him and he doesn't like that. And so he gets really angry and in a way he can now exercise power over other people because he's damaging things or them. We do see Tony though trying to contain his rage. Like with the thing with the pool and Carmel. Like there's a lot in this episode where we hear Tony breathing really heavily Mm -hmm. and like trying to calm himself and when he's with Melfi he talks about John Gotti right Mm -hmm. how like you know like about these guys who didn't who he had a bad temper right and that's why it didn't work out for him allegedly (laughs) um but that the like the guys who came from the old country like they wouldn't get right angry they would just make sure you were dealt with later right um so we do see him trying to control himself I think but then I think by the end of the episode once he makes Yeah, I think there's choice. an evolution. And I think that in part, like those moments where he's controlling himself is part of the journey of this episode to him mm-hmm. landing where he is. Where he... But it is that breathing that we hear him do. Like, yeah. it, it's very purposeful. Uh, the other thing that I was going to bring up, and I didn't write it down, and just kind of in line with that too, is that tie into him being really isolated at the top. So it's mm. when Chris and Tony B are in yeah. the car. And they talk about that, how he's, like, isolated himself. Yeah. And I think that's also part of that jealousy, or I don't know, I don't quite know, or I guess just rage, right, of not ever being able to be this happy wanderer kind Mm -hmm. of guy, that he is isolated. And you can see it, like, when he does get angry, when he, like, when he breaks that pool cue, for example, Mm -hmm. the guys are really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's not like they don't want to see that. No. It's like too emotional of a reaction, right? Yeah. Kind of like the crying. I mean, in part, like Chris yeah. does that in private, right? He's not crying in front of the guys. And so there is this like aspect of emotionality. And I think, I mean, it's said twice in this episode, so we know it's important that Melfi says that depression is rage, rage turned, turned inward, inward right? Yeah. And she says it twice in their session. Mm-hmm. And so I think that relationship between anger and sadness mm. is is really important is really important there for Tony but it, the fact in what I was talking about with other people being uncomfortable with it is that they are both these really strong emotions yeah and regardless of kind of what, how they're shown it does make people feel uncomfortable Janice's rage made yeah Bobby's daughter what's her name Oh, God, whatever. Really deep. Yeah. yeah whatever. <laughs> um, it's fine. She didn't want to see her friends again. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Well, and then for me, there's also something about that idea of depression as rage turned inward. Well, by the end of the episode, 
Tony is kind of making sure that it is being pushed outward. Like, he's not dealing with it. There's even a line from Janice about taking responsibility for your own anger, something that Mm -hmm. she's learned in this anger management. And Tony, like you said, he kind of looks sad because I think he doesn't feel like he could ever do that. So by the end, he's just pushing this outward. So whether it's his depression, perhaps manifesting his rage or the other way around, I think it's all linked and he's feeling a need to push it on other people. Yeah. Yeah, and also, but I don't think at the end he's pushing his rage under the people. I think he, it's almost he's, worse though. He's like pushing. He's just like being cruel. Yeah. To, to elicit rage or depression from others, right? Right. He, he wants other people to be miserable like him. Yes. You know, and yeah. so he's trying to get them to stoop to that level, right? Yeah. So whether it's making Chris cry or making Janice stab him with a fork. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he's able to do that he can he he's like they talk about it in the anger management sessions too like letting other people like it's they talk about how it's like the angry person's reaction to things right so he's but he's able to control them right they talk about like oh that means you're just letting people walk all over you right like that you're like you're not in a position of power right and so he's doing that he's taking advantage of that right the fact that he is in a position of power over these kind of fragile or sensitive uh-huh. people. Um, yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing, too, for me in the end is if we have an evolution of Tony's character in this episode, who does he become? Somebody who's pushing this outward, who's being cruel. Well, the obvious example of that in this show is Livia. There's yeah. kind of an evolution of Tony into a Livia character. Yeah. And I mean, Janice is actually doing better and dealing with some of her problems, even if it wouldn't last, in a better way than we've probably ever seen in the show. And Tony makes sure to take that away from her. Yeah. So for all the psychotherapy that happens in this episode and this show, dealing with the impact of mothers and fathers, which is discussed in this episode, in particular, like Sandy, mm-hmm. Janice's psychiatrist in yeah. the beginning is talking about how she was picked on by her father which comes across as kind of bullshit and Janice is in the same kind of situation where her relationship with her therapist is kind of what Tony Based has where she's yeah. not taking responsibility there are these easy outs and easy answers yeah. but we are constantly looking at the impact parents had on their kids and the lessons they taught them well at this point at the end of the episode Tony kind of becomes Livia mm-hmm. who's the person who he blames everything on he blames Livia because she's cruel and he says that that is why he is the way he is. Well, now he's becoming that person. Yeah. There is also reference to Johnny Soprano in this episode, there right? Is. And yeah. so we have like these, you know, digging up these two Johnson brothers who were people that Johnny had killed for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. We have a reference to when he cut the finger off of the of Mr. Satrial yeah. at the butcher shop. Yeah. Um, and then we also have Shoot, there was one other one that I was thinking of. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, but the impact, like, I, I wonder what the impact of, oh, I guess, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, like, just the reference to cold cuts. That also made me think of the scene in Satriales right. that so greatly um, impacted Tony's depression, yeah. right? Or, like, ca- like, at least caused these panic attacks at some point of his life. Right? Yeah. Revenge is like serving cold cuts. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that's an interesting one, too. And I'm not sure, like, if I can kind of, I don't know, see a pattern or something like that where there's something, like, there was something about going out to Uncle Pat's farm that really, like, 
connected Tony back to who his dad was because mm-hmm. his dad was kind of that like laughingly cruel guy also right. right we see him kind of like joking around but then chopping people's fingers right off, right um uh, and he and johnny soprano did have rage yeah i think i don't think he was like a silent boss type right you know so i don't know so i can't i i don't know like it was when they were it's with these vespas and when they were throwing these bodies into the water we like we see them throw like there's one night that passes and they throw chris's body in the water yeah the next night they seem to just throw one in but it must have been a package of crushed up bones Mm. that they threw in the second night too Uh, something about that being related to his dad Mm. for me Mm. anyways i don't know yeah interesting yeah for me also with the bones and and christopher and tony blendetto there was something about how these different characters deal with their feelings how they deal with these kind of frustrations that are coming up Mm. in their life and there was a moment where christopher and tony blendetto actually do go over their feelings and then tony blendetto says you know i love tony like a brother even though he was joking about him earlier, said, you know, I know about this casino. I feel like I deserved it because of the time I spent away standing up for this family. All these things that were on Chris's mind, but he wasn't vocalizing. Like Mm -hmm. he was holding inside, but they actually do deal with them Mm. in a way where I think it actually is more helpful than Tony ever deals with any of his issues in this episode because he is isolated and keeps everything to himself. Mm -hmm. I think that's healthy. But it was interesting, even after they discuss that, it goes, Christopher goes back to like, hammering this skull Mm -hmm. because we saw how angry he was earlier with Adriana's he's fuming about Mm -hmm. Tony Blendetto and they do go over it and I think it is helpful but then that scene is left before they edit away with Christopher being the one who's like hammering the skull Mm -hmm. so there is still resentment there and these characters do have to deal with their anger throughout even you know it's just constantly coming up well and then we also have like them making jokes about Christopher's recovery, right? Which is like as cruel as the jokes about Harpo. I mean, the Harpo is really in a class of its own in terms of cruelty, but it's not good. It's not good. And also it's not a good look for Tony Blundetto, who was looking better halfway through the episode. But I mean, he's exhibiting that kind of cruelty, right? Because he's kind of just being cruel to everybody around him. Even though he has this thing, this Ichabod crane, which we don't even know about yet. Well, you they, know, they mentioned. They like, mentioned, but we yeah. don't know because it's clearly a sore spot for him. Yeah. He doesn't want people to pick on him for that. Even when I Chris... think it's just because Steve Buscemi really looks like an Ichabod Crane. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it happens. Yeah. <laughs> but even when Christopher brings it up, we can kind of see the look on Tony Blendetto's face, and it does look like it pains him. So everybody's kind of sat and frustrated and angry. Everybody's dealing with these different things, and everybody's kind of taking it out on other people in different ways. Yeah. What else? Um, We have the strangest edit of the entire series. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know what is going on there. Can you guys guess what it is? We'll give you a second. It's when Carmella <laughs> walks, away, yeah. walks away from Wegler yeah. in slow motion. And it freezes. Slow motion free. What the fuck is going on? I know. I remember when we watched this our last go around and we were we were both like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, why? Why? It is, is interesting though because I mean Carmela's talking to Rosalie about you know it just came into my head. I said that we're getting back together. We're not, but it obviously does kind of sow the seeds for us considering that they could be getting back together. Mm-hmm. There's something weird going on in terms of, okay, well, now that exists in her subconscious for a show that's mm-hmm. so concerned about the subconscious and psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something there, the fact that she immediately does do that, and that is kind of nestled there for her. Yeah, I think well, her, it comes yeah. after that scene where Tony does come to use the pool, and she's putting laundry in the laundry basket, and he grabs onto the laundry basket yeah. before she could take it away, and he says then, like, it wasn't all bad, mm-hmm. right? And they're talking about throwing this engagement party. right for Finn and Meadow and like that's how old we were yeah and so it is kind of I think that also sowed seeds for her yeah to even say that to Wegler yeah I mean I think Carmela is just so trapped she really has no options I mean if you think about the realities of what she has to deal with I mean what could she really do in this situation I mean Tony has poisoned all the Attorneys. I mean, realistically, the best thing she can probably do is to completely distance herself in any way possible. I think as the show goes on, we learn more and more how toxic Tony Soprano is. But well, it's I, very yeah. difficult. You you have to imagine that her life would be more difficult in a way, but spiritually and morally better. Yeah. There's something about her draining the pool with that, too, kind of like trying to get rid of this toxicity. Yeah. Like, you know, like you empty your pool when, like, the water's not clean mm-hmm. or at the end of a season or so there was something about that that was like her attempt to try to you know like she says like he po- I think she even says that like poisoned all the lawyers yeah. in New Jersey or yeah. something like that so for me it was like trying to be cleansing yeah but then of course he just keeps reappearing yeah back in her life right and mm-hmm. yeah um i liked let me just see where... Oh, I just wanted to... Just to quickly mm-hmm. go back to Janice, there were some great shots when Bobby was talking with her about her anger management, mm-hmm. uh, going to anger management. She's facing these mirrors, right? And, yeah. we're, and we're actually watching the scene in a reflection yeah. for the most part. And we have Janice um, looking... There's like two Janices, yeah. which we've seen before, right? Mm-hmm. We've... Um, these two Janices. And I think like it was... Like she was convincing in this episode that she might at least on some level have this other Janice inside of her. Yeah. I, again, I don't know if we can trust that, yeah. but there was something there. And and then again, like in this season we've dealt with, and in, you know, in the whole series so far, but in this season we've dealt with this concept of the two Tonys. Yeah. You know, because of, well, the episode named two Tonys. Um but also, you know, Tony Blundetto being here. Mm-hmm. So I think that this, they're like examining this duality of characters and then kind of seeing where they're making their choices yeah. is really important. But I like that we had this, we had these two Janices in yeah. that scene. Yeah. There too. Yeah, totally. How about um, Melfi talking about this time of technological and spiritual crisis and talking to Tony about instead of being inconvenienced, you blow? I think it's interesting to just kind of look at how the times are changing at this point in Sopranos, just as kind of a Mm timepiece. Like things have changed from the late 90s. Technology has obviously developed to a point where it's more pervasive in everybody's lives. Um, Obviously, we're talking about this now in 2019. Things have gone 
pretty haywire since then. Mm-hmm. But there's something about Tony kind of finding his way in this new world, which is kind of related to him feeling like he came in at the end, which mm-hmm. I think is relevant to a lot of these feelings of anger and frustration and powerlessness. So I think that the development of technology is is a complication for these characters. Um, and they don't have these kind of old world values. We can kind of see them disappearing. All these codes that the older generations had are becoming more difficult to kind of exist in the new world. Right. Well, and we talk about these like new threats and there's, there is something about like, again, these Vespas not getting delivered and then that conversation that they're had, like that Tony sees this news piece yeah. about how terrorists can infiltrate um, and like remotely detonate. Yeah. And that really affects him. Yeah, that's that deeply affects him. Although I, I feel like in some way he also sees it as like an opportunity for him to like breach the ports or something right. like that. Like knowing <laughs> that only two. Well, out there's of- also like the hypocrisy is so ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like he's upset about the level of security from the ports and at the same time he's manipulating the level of security at the ports to profit basically at the expense of these shippers so it's just like there's again it relates to janice talking about taking responsibility for your own anger well he's taking no responsibility for his own actions Mm -hmm. taking no responsibility for his own involvement in these kind of larger issues Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know too much else that I would get from it. There's also a conversation, I guess, about computers when yeah. they're at Janice's house. The G5. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can buy one for $500 at Costco it's or something. It's stronger than the computer that put man on the moon. Yeah, I don't I don't quite know. I, I think your, your, like, your reference to in at the end is astute. Like, I think that that... Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no, but I think like that is like it's a sign of further changing times, right? Yeah. And he's already dealing with the fact that times have changed and now he's seeing them change right. even further, right? Yeah. So like how do you cope with that? And maybe that's why he's being pushed to being an even more miserable person mm-hmm. as the times change. And maybe that's mm-hmm. what precipitated Livia's cruelty. Yeah. Maybe times changed and became more difficult and she became a cruel person, but you can kind of see the repeating you know, nature yeah. of what happens to the Sopranos. Yeah, and, and that links into, I think, like this ven- adventure into the country, right? To yeah. the farm. And we see Tony sitting there with his cigar. He's surrounded in green, right? Yeah. And he does seem really content there. And they're thinking back on these times, right? Or at least, like, yeah. you know, Chris is talking about these times where they, you know, Tony's used to pick on him and they used to, yeah, whatever, like Uncle Pat used to trick them into doing things or whatever so it is this kind of like reflective time also and seeing what it was like in the past Mm -hmm. um the other reference that you know melfi doesn't make um but the guy but tony b and chris make is that they talk about tony tamping down his feelings by eating Mm. and there's a lot of like he looks really big in this episode he does and they make him look really big in this episode so you know, we're also seeing kind of the ways in which Tony's depression also manifests itself yeah. in other ways, or his his feel his feelings generally, right? Mm. Probably his feelings of rage yeah. as well. But he's definitely looking really big. Yeah. There's a lot of references mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. fat jokes and oh, totally. Louise saying you're so big. Yeah. Yeah. 
And yet he's also calling Louise fat. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just no accountability. Yeah. Or no self-awareness. Yeah. The other, like, I don't know, you just kind of reminded me of it. And it's not really technology, mm-hmm. uh, really. Well, I guess it is. Um, when they're up at the farm, there's two times, both nights, they're sitting outside, they're like eating a meal or they're playing cards. Yeah. And Tony B looks at his watch. Mm. And that's like a sign, you know, for them, like that it's time to go dig up these bodies, I guess. Uh. But one of the, like the first night he does it relatively late. And then the second night, or the second afternoon, he does it. It's like still bright out. Mm. So... I don't know. You just, I don't know. You're talking about technology and changes in time. Right. You reminded me of that. Right. Um, like he, he seems to actually be like, for someone who's like been away for 17 years, uh-huh. he seems to actually been, be like adapting. I mean, he's being a piece of shit, but you know, he's getting what he wants. Yeah. We're really get, we're getting more of a window into Tony Blundetto and the complexities of his mm-hmm. character, but it's definitely not all good. There's definitely some kind of darker aspects of his character that kind yeah. of come out. Um, cool to see Mark Margolis for me. Just watch Scarface. Well, we just watched Scarface. Mm-hmm. I was doing work, though, the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Alberto in that movie and more recently Hector Salamanca and Breaking Bad mm-hmm. showing up as Uncle Pat. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was cool. <laughs> it's cool because we just watched Carface. <laughs> um, I liked a couple things in like the early Janice scenes. Mm. Um, I really like the idea of a soccer mom protection program. <laughs> I like that like whole news. The whole news yeah. thing, yeah, with the news anchor at the end of the segment being like, ha ha. You could call it a mob-related hit. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, but then we have that psychiatrist or psychologist on TV right. who talks about individuals being more Particular prone, to, prone rage. to rage. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. That, for me, almost kind of like established the theme of the episode. Individuals yeah. particularly prone to rage, like The Sopranos. I mean, yeah. almost any frustration, inconvenience, or perceived inconsideration will set them off. Yeah. And I think that kind of sets up the episode and kind of this theme that kind of mm-hmm. runs through it. We also have Tony referencing Janice killing Richie. That's secretly. right. So we know, like, we know Janice is an angry person. Right. Well, we also know that Tony is a real dick. He really is. Because Bobby um, doesn't know about that. I mean, he's yep. only left to guess. Yep. Um, I thought it was interesting in the scene where he's beating Georgie that there's money flying everywhere. So for me, it's kind of like showing. I right. Don't know, like that's you know, Tony's emotionality is not making him more money. Right. He's kind of like. Losing, no. And actually, that's discussed in this money. episode. That is bad for business. Yeah. Like, like. John yeah. Gotti I think that's whatever. really. That's yeah. good. That's a good one. Um. I also, I want to just talk quickly about Chris and Adriana. Yeah. So we, have, we haven't seen much of Adriana. We haven't seen much of Adriana. And we don't see her with the feds this episode, which most of the episodes we see her recently. She's but she interacting does with the feds. kind of imply to Christopher, well, she does kind of bring up this idea of maybe leaving. Them leaving, yeah, yeah, which we haven't had her bring up in a while. And Chris can either write or be a male model. But, I mean... As Christopher says, if he was a male model, he would be a success. He would be. But he's a soldier. But he's a soldier. And he lies about being 14 months sober. 
I guess that's since he got that's out right. of rehab. But that's true. That yeah. He's not. That's right. Or or maybe that much time has passed. I, I never yeah. know. Probably not. I think Probably he's lying. Probably not. I think he's lying too. And we have him talk about the Czechoslovakian guy. Yeah, Emil. The Czech. Yeah. And that that was his Emil. first. Yeah. Which film, we were previous. Yeah, which we saw. Yeah. So it's interesting how we kind of come to that. And then, and then you know, see, seeing Chris crying in the car at the mm-hmm. end of the episode. He's a really sensitive guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's it for me. We see Tony <laughs> is sleeping with his dermatology nurse, the one who that's took right. the thing off his head. Yep, we do. Which, you know, that whole going back to that like like having a kind of cancerous growth mm-hmm. thing, you know, that rage or depression or whatever. Yeah. And then she's a sexy nurse. There you go. Good for you, Tony. That's good. Um Yeah, I don't know. Water, boats. Boats. Br- bridges. Bridges. Yeah. Water. Yeah. Boats, bridges. Water, boats, bridges. Um, I like how we, we start in the beginning of the episode and we have no idea where we are, who we're with. Right. right? We just have these guys at, yeah. the, at the docks. Yeah. So see some scenes, more scenes around Newark. Yeah. And uh, revenge is like serving cold cuts. <laughs> That's exactly the saying. Yeah. Tony nailed it. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting that that's his whatever. What's the word for that when you miss, like when you what is don't the word do for that? A, like a misnomer? That's no. like when you like for a name. Maybe, Malappropriation. Maybe. Neither of those. No, probably probably both of those. <laughs> um, that it does like it elicits this this meat for him, mm-hmm. right? Like. The concept of revenge. Which this. brings him panic attacks. Yeah. Right? So that's so, something that they've already established. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. That was fun. We're getting near the end of season five. And there's Is some... the next episode test stream? Yeah, it I is. I think so. Yeah. Oh, you're in for a good... If you haven't seen this one before, you're in for a treat next episode. Mm-hmm. So watch that and then come back to uh, our episode on it. Yeah. Talk to you then. Bye. Apparently, I always end with see you then or talk to you then, which yeah. I guess doesn't make any sense, but at this point, I guess I might as yeah. well stick to it. Yeah, what about like talk to you next time? Talk to you next time. But you're not talking. I guess they are talking to them. I guess we're talking to you. Yeah. But if you want to talk with technology. us. technology. <laughs> if you want to talk with us, you can always email us. Email us. We love talking. With you. With you by emails. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.